Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. It is June 28th. This is episode 47. As always, I'm your host, Hirsch, and with me is my awesome co-host, CJ, the man, McCann. What's going on, guys? The hype man is hyping up a cruise right now, guys, heading to the Bahamas with his family, enjoying a little downtime with the kids in the summer. So just me and CJ tonight, man. We're gonna have a few things to talk about. Shouldn't be a real long show, guys. Been a pretty um pretty slow week as far as Florida recruiting goes lately. Of course, we have one great commit to talk about. We're gonna do that in a second. But as always, guys, go out there and get this and download this podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're new to the channel or you're watching us on YouTube, you just found this, you're like, who are these guys and what are they talking about? Hey, do us a favor if you don't mind, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Drop a like on the video and leave a comment down below and you'll be automatically entered into the giveaway of the month. Our Scared Money Don't Make Money t-shirt from our good friends at Alma Mater. Guys, this is the last show of the month to be eligible for that giveaway. So if you haven't done it already, if you've been putting it off and you're like, I'll get to it, you know, maybe I'll just like a video here or, you know, whatever. Leave a comment there. This has got to be get it all done, man. Drop a like. Drop a comment down below. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel and you'll automatically be entered to that giveaway. 
And next week, we'll probably go ahead and do the drawing for that giveaway for the Scared Money Don't Make Money t-shirt. Our good friends at Alma Mater, check the link below. It'll be in the description of the episode. I'll drop a link for our good friends at Alma Mater. They got some great new merchandise that's already come in this week. The golf, the Swinging Gator golf hats. Man, they've got some great looking stuff, and they're just putting it out more and more. Um, so, and then CJ is going to wrap up baseball season. Of course, Gators came up one game short. Uh, we all know by now, heartbreaking loss there against the LSU guys. You know, CJ's got some things he wants to get off his chest tonight, and we're going we're going to let him go ahead and let him uh tell you why the world ain't ending just because we we came up a game short. So, guys, before we get into that, like I said, we're going to start off talking about we got a great commitment this week, Jore Hawkins at IMG uh, from actually West Virginia, but goes to IMG now. Five foot nine, a little on the light side right now, guys, 165 pounds. I've already seen people going, well, are we concerned about this young man's size? Um, no, no, we're not concerned about this young man's size. Brandon James made a career at the University of Florida. Uh, John Dempse, now you talk, or Jeff Dempse, my bad. Um, you know, very similar track runner. This is a young man that runs a 10.3 100 meters. Uh, has in his Twitter bio a 4.2540 yard dash. Now, I don't know who recorded that or when it was done, but the fact is, this young man can fly. Number 229 overall right now in the composite. Billy Napier and the crew just keeps on cooking. This came off of the heels of the young man taking an official visit to Penn State. They were considered, you know, we were neck and neck with Penn State going into this commitment. You know, he actually had moved his his commitment date back. It said it was going to be, uh, what was it, the first, CJ? Yeah, he was supposed to commit July the 1st, I believe. Came off of his visit and immediately said, all right, I'm a, guys, I'm going to be committing you know, breaking news, I'm going to move up my commitment date. And a lot of people got uh, got scared, scared money, and was like, oh, he's fresh off the Penn State visit. It's it's done for. We're not going to get him. But Billy Napier closes out another one, guys. Uh, like we said, a burner for that room. CJ, what you, how, do you, how do you foresee Jeray Hawkins being used in this Please. offense? I mean, obviously, he's going to be thrown into that slot position. Um, I think you're going to use him if you want to. I think you can use him out of the backfield as an extra back if you really wanted to. Uh, his size, um, throw that guy on a wheel route, just let him go around and take off. Who's going to catch him, right? Um, I think you can use him in a lot of different spots. You might see him on kick return, punt returns. He's obviously got the speed to do that. Um, he's going to run track at UF as well. Uh, so that, that, you know, that adds another piece to the national championship track team. Uh, this guy is ridiculous. He's got insane, insane speed. Uh, you, you, there's a few highlight videos out there of him just blowing past DBs. And I think that that's a really uh, been a, a focal point of wide receiver recruiting for this staff. They went in and they said, we're going to get track guys. We're going to get speedsters. We're going to get guys that can make you know things happen in open space as opposed to where we were before where you had guys that were 6'4". They were you know knocking on the door 200 pounds. Um, you know, they were really used well in the blocking game. Um, they could kind of go up and get it, but they weren't going to you know blow past you. You know, Dejon Reynolds wasn't going to blow past anybody. 
Um, but he was a big bodied receiver and that's kind of what the other staff wanted when they were here. Uh, but Billy Napier's made uh, pretty good strides into, I'm going to get really fast wide receivers, guys that I can say, um, are going to win matchups one, you know, line up one-on-one. You're not going to outfoot race these guys. Um, and, and that's really going to be important. I think that that was the one thing that we all wanted back at the university of Florida was to have some guys with some speed. Uh, because we hadn't really seen a lot of that. You know, you had guys like Kadarius Tony, but even Kadarius Tony wasn't, you know, a speedster kind of guy. He was just really shifty. These are guys that can out, you know, flat foot you. So, uh, no, I, I love the pickup. Uh, we we made a – we pretty well felt like we've been leading forever for Mr. Hawkins uh, since he's been coming here. So, that's great. I understand that there are still some more options on the board. They're, I don't think they're done at wide receiver um, because there's some some – some gaps that you have to fill. Uh, you're looking at guys that you need to do play different roles, you know, the bigger receivers, the guys you can kind of use in the red zone and the end zone to run back corner fades and things like that. Just get up and go over a guy and get it. Um, so they're going to have to recruit some of those guys, but definitely that's in the works, but they have done a great job at adding guys like Wilson and Mizell. And now you've added Isaiah Williams and now you add Jerry Hawkins. And those are just guys that you're not going to, out foot you're not gonna you know line up and beat them in a foot race so i think it's great i think we've really helped our talent pool with the wide receiver room i think drastically improved it within a year and a half absolutely um speed kills man it's the old adage can't teach speed you know all those little quips you want to come up with but it's true man um and we've seen a serious lacking in that like you said for a few years now, the last guy that I would say legitimately was fast, you know, Kadarius Tony, and and even then, Tony was more twitchy, I think you could say, than even fast. And mm-hmm. some sometimes, um, like you said, we're not done at wide receiver. Obviously, obviously, we know we've talked about it at nauseum. Jeremiah Smith still a very huge target for us, literally, figuratively. Um, Chance Robinson took his visit to Miami, stopped short of sending out an edit or anything like that that said I'm 100% committed to Miami and my recruitment is shut down. Um, one little uh, lock emoji does not necessarily mean <laughs> that recruitment is over. Now, if we want to talk about someone that, that made that be known, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about Darius Hayes, who was at you know Florida this weekend for Friday Night Lights. I know a lot of, you know, we're not really talking about Friday Night Lights, and that's because it wasn't the Friday Night Lights of old. It just wasn't. This was a camp for future kids, 25, 26. Kids come in to show off for this staff and show what they got, potentially trying to get an offer. Kids maybe that already have an offer but want to show the staff, hey, this is why you offered me. Um, But we did have some 24 kids there. Miles Graham was there. Darius Hayes was there. Uh, Mayakai uh, Burrow showed up and, and worked out and and showed tremendous athleticism for a young man that, depending on who weighed him this week, <laughs> is anywhere between 360 and 380. So, you know, it, it you see different – It the truth lies somewhere in the middle, but showed nimble feet. And and really quick step first step for a man his size. Um, Nazir Johnson came on down, and you know, so 
not a lot of kids there, but what happened was you later in that evening at Darius Hayes, you know, there were some rumors out there. He took a trip with his coach and, and a few others to Miami. And and the Miami talking heads, <clears throat> Gabby, you know, started putting out the little hints and and you know messages out there. Oh, oh, oh we might have a Darius Hayes flipping. We're in his ear. He, you know, we're gonna have a little something for Florida. And uh, Mr. Hayes shut that down real quick. Sent out an edit Friday night. I am a hundred percent committed to Florida. I, my recruitment is shut down. No more visits, basically. And then um, maybe an hour later, Miles Graham did the same. Not that we had any worries about <laughs> Mr. Graham, but it's always nice. And then you saw Isaiah Williams did it the next day. I mean, so you're slowly but surely you probably and Mike Williams actually put out a very similar edit today. You've seen just about every kid in this class in the last two weeks saying I am a thousand percent or a hundred percent committed, you know, all different kids word it different ways, committed to the University of Florida. My recruitment is shut down. Now, actions speak louder than words and edits. You know, you don't want to hear down the road one of these kids secretly taking a visit. That would obviously be bad. But it's great to see the unity that this class has and that this staff has all of these kids buying in to being a class that could help turn the University of Florida around. Obviously, we know, man, we're, we're not they're not selling these kids on own field results right now. I heard someone else talking about this this week, and I can't remember who it was. It was one of the guys that owned three was talking about it and said that Billy Napier is not selling own field results Billy Napier is selling a vision of what this program can become if these kids buy in and come here and bring it back to prominence. And that's what you got to do, man. And he must be a damn good salesman because these kids are buying in. So good to see that. Now, with that being said, guys, we wanted to take a minute and just talk about some of the 2025 kids that were in Florida this week. Are you know, um, they also had an event over at IMG that was like a uh under Armour or something like that, top 50 kind of event. So there were some kids there. There have been some quotes come out. We've, you know, just kind of doing some research here. But we wanted to really, you know, obviously we lost Austin Simmons from the commit list of 2025, even though he reclassified. So that leaves a hole at quarterback for the 2025 class. So we wanted to kind of take a moment to talk over some names that you might want to keep an eye out because obviously you want to get that quarterback in the class early, like we did with DJ. So these are a few kids that you probably need to keep your eye on going forward. One, um, and what uh, seems to be a hot name right now is Ryan Montgomery. Ryan Montgomery is from Ohio. He's from Finley, Ohio, 6'3". Now, he's only number 197 overall right now, but remember, these rankings are early. Now, the quarterback class for next year is not nearly as – deep as this one was to me. Um, Even at 198 overall, he's the number 12 quarterback overall. So that just tells you there's, you know, there's a lot of disparaging, you know, in the, in the class next year, Carter Smith, uh, Carter Smith is the next name and he's out of Fort Myers. Carter Smith is uh, number one. Yeah. Ryan Montgomery is number 197 overall. And 
Carter Smith is number 198 overall. So they're right there neck and neck. These are just some kids that Florida has been in contact with. And um, one more name I want to go over, and this one kind of is is kind of a blast from the past, but also kind of – it was kind of weird for me to hear that Florida has been in heavy contact with him, and that is Achilles Smith Jr. Out of San Diego, California. Of course, we know Achilles Smith drafted number three overall by the Bengals many years ago. Um, and Achilles Smith Jr. is number 93 overall. And I know what a lot of people are already saying. I can hear you saying it. Oh, my God, another kid from California. Can we not? <laughs> but depending on who you talk to right now, Achilles Smith probably has the Gators. He has them in their top three. A lot of people think Oregon is number one. But if they, if Oregon, you know, Corey Bender even had made a comment about this. I saw that if, if Oregon was to go in a different direction, that things could get real interesting real fast for Achilles Smith. Um CJ, what are your thoughts right now? Is, is it is it too early to be talking about quarterbacks, or is it is it do we need to start keeping an eye on this? I think um, I think you you could start to keep an eye on this, but I think you're really going to want to start talking about quarterbacks at 25, way late, probably November. I would say these kids have finished their uh, junior year of uh, high school football. And I think that that gives you a pretty good idea of how they how they progress because these rankings are so early. Um, there's a lot of things that are going to go into that. They've still got to play some more football. You know, a lot of these kids, if they're juniors, they're really just now getting the reins of that high school football team a lot of the time. Um, so, you know, these are going to be their two years, make it or break it. Um, you know, obviously, they a lot of them have probably played before and they've camped and stuff, but this is now – it's on your back. When you go into that junior season and you're going to be the starting quarterbacks for the football team, you've got two years to really make an impression. Um, I'm not surprised with Achilles Smith being kind of favored towards Oregon. His dad played at Oregon. Um, so that's got a lot to do with that, I'm sure. Um, and, and, you know, these kids, again, when when you're talking about quarterbacks, a lot of the times you want a, you want a quarterback from California or you want one from Texas because they produce really good quarterbacks. Um, you know, I understand everybody's got sour taste in their mouth from Rashada, but I mean, you know, that's, you don't want, you don't want that to ruin the whole batch. You know, um, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater at that point. So I I just think it's to the point where every kid is different. You're going to look at it in different ways. Um, obviously, you know, Achilles Smith is going to really be heavy on his son about where he goes to play. Um, because he understands what it takes. He understands what it what it means to make it to that next level. Um, and he's going to be very careful with who he sends his son to play with. Um, you're looking at an Oregon program that may or may not have Dan Lanning there in the future. Dan Lanning has another successful you know year if he looks all world. Does Dan Lanning get stuck at Oregon still? I, I mean, it doesn't, you know, history would show us probably not. Um, you know, there's been a lot of guys that have just used that Oregon job as a stepping stone, you know, especially when the uh, the current climate of college football. So, you know, that that could change things, too. But, yeah, I mean, with, like I said, with quarterbacks, you want to kind of wait until they get done with their junior year. And then we can kind of talk um, about where we where we stand, what their rankings look like. You know, you have a lot of good film at that point. You know, you see where they do what they do well, what they need to be you know, improving on um, next year, you know, you'll take that next step to your senior year. So 
yeah, definitely. I think you can start looking at quarterbacks, and I think we have. Um, but I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's um, end all be all right now. There's still some guys that are going to shoot up boards that are going to come out of nowhere because, like I said, they haven't played yet. Um, so you're you're going to see a lot of that too. Yeah, um, it's it's never too early to get a quarterback in your class for next year. I mean, we saw it this year. DJ, we we leaned on DJ. We recruited the heck out of DJ. We got him in the class. I know a lot of people will say, well, has it really paid off? We don't have elite receivers in the class because, yes, it pays off. (laughs) You can say whatever you want, but, A, you wouldn't even be in the conversation with Jeremiah Smith if you didn't have DJ Lagway in the class. It just so happens right now that Brian Hartline can reach out to pretty much any receiver in the country and say, hey, come play for me, and, you know, it's just – and then in the NIL era has changed this whole thing about elite quarterbacks draw elite players to play with them too. That that's a half truth now. It used to be an absolute truth. Now it's kind of like, well, yeah, as long as the offer that that team gives me is good as well, maybe then we can make it work. <laughs> so, right. you know, there's a lot more that goes into it now other than just elite players wanting to play with other elite players. You know, if, if, if the deals aren't good enough, then the elite players are going to go where they are. And you've seen that happen time and time again, going back to last cycle and now already again in this cycle. I mean, would you think that Jarrett Gibson would want to go sit behind Cedric Baxter as, you know, but guess what? You know, as, as the Godfather said, you know, Texas made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And that's how that works. Even then you've got kids now that don't really have to, it's not like it used to be where you commit to a school, you go there and you're kind of stuck right now. Now don't things don't look good. You just pop in the portal and move on. Well, guess what? I've secured whatever was given to me when I committed or or signed. And then I take it with me and go to the next stop. And then they give me something, you know, is it a problem? Yes, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those. that's going to sit here and say, Oh, it's, it's cool. You know, I'm not saying that kids shouldn't get NIL money. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there needs to be structure. But that's a whole nother episode. We're not going down that rabbit hole. We'd be here for hours. <laughs> um, a running back I want y'all to keep in the back of your mind for 2025. And this this information came out this week from a, a couple of different places. And I, I thought it was pretty incredible. Running back Harlem Berry, who is uh, – wherever you look, is the number two running back in the 2025 class. He's number 40 overall. He's 5'11", 175 pounds out of uh, Louisiana. Now, what makes this young man special? Hirsch, we're not pulling a running back from Louisiana. LSU keeps whoever they want home in Louisiana. Usually, I'm 100% in agreement with you, it'd be a waste of time. This young man so happens to have a really good connection to the University of Florida. The running back coach at the University of Florida, Mr. Jaluk, just happens to be the young man's uncle. <laughs> so, uh, and they've they've been close since since the young man was a little boy. So, once again, not saying this is a kid that Florida's going to get, but we have an in, and it's a pretty significant one when your uncle could be your position coach at the next level. Um, like I said. 
that doesn't ensure anything, but it's something that I want y'all to keep an eye out for. I want you to keep your ear to the ground about it when you're thinking about kids for the next cycle. This is a name to keep in mind because obviously we've already offered him and, and you know, we're going to be going after him. Another kid that showed up this weekend that had a really good time um, is Amari Williams. He's an edge rusher out of North Palm Beach. He's number 70 overall currently in the 2025 composite. Now, guys, and we also know these composites are going to – they're going to go all over the place between now and when it matters. Um, but young man showed up, talked really fondly about Coach Napier and the staff, uh, Coach Pete, um, Coach Chaos, said he really likes what he's seeing from Florida. Just another elite edge rusher to possibly keep an eye on for next cycle. Uh, and we're going to be bringing you more and more 25 kids because as this class fills up, man, we got to move on to the next class. I mean, as we've said, this class, they may find a way to take 25 kids, but you're you're already at 17. So, you know, it, you're not going to be taking a whole bunch more it's going to be sparingly. We're not going to have another seven commit weekend that we can sit here and go on and on about. So they're going to be very choosy with the, with the guys that fill out the rest of this class and they have, they have the right to be, they've earned it. So guys, that's really going to do it with recruiting this week. Not a whole lot going on. Like we said, um, next week, next month, it's going to pick right back up. Kids are going to be visiting. We got the barbecue at the end of the month. That's going to be pretty much the Friday night lights of this cycle. The barbecue is kind of taking the place of Friday night lights, and that will be our next big recruiting event. So, you know, we'll, we'll stay, we'll keep up to date with who says they're going to be there. We got a few offensive linemen coming off the board in the next couple of weeks between um, Callaway and then Fletcher Westfall is also committing in a couple of weeks. So, Hopefully we can land one of those. Don't feel so good on Mr. Callaway. Uh, I think Mr. Westfall is probably our best opportunity to land a big-time offensive lineman out of, out of that group. But these guys are always recruiting, man, so we'll see how it closes out. So now, guys, we want to take time to let CJ um, talk to us about the baseball team, man. It was It was a rough weekend. We had highs, lows. We were all over the map for emotions. Um, you know, we went from, oh, we're going to win in the World Series to, oh, it's time to think about maybe moving on from Sully again because fans are crazy. CJ, how, sh- how should the fans feel about this this team and this run they had? You should feel good. You should feel very good. You won an SEC championship game. You won a regional. You won a super regional. You were one game away from being national champions. You won more games than any other college baseball team from the University of Florida has ever won in a season. You should feel very good. There's That shouldn't even be a question. Firing Kevin O'Sullivan should not be in anybody's mind. If it is, like I said on Twitter, find another team because I, I don't know what to tell you. Hirsch, do you know – how many coaches have won multiple last national championships within the last 10 years? Not a clue. One. One. Tim Brando. <laughs> at, Tim Corbin. Tim Corbin at, at Vanderbilt is it. That's the only coach in the last 10 years to win more than one college world series. It's hard. We didn't lose a game and we still ended up losing in the final. 
it's not easy. We we had like if you watch the games, we would hit balls to guys and they would be beautiful off the bat. You can't hit it any better, and somebody just happened to be standing there. It just is what it is. There's a lot of luck that's involved in baseball with the skill, and you have to get it all to come together. Take nothing away from this LSU team. They are phenomenal. They were preseason number one. They were number one through the season until they hit a rough patch with some injuries and different things like that. But make no mistake about it, LSU was the walking dog, the best team all season. If if you didn't think that, then I, I don't know what to tell you. They've got two guys that are going to go off the board, probably one and two or one and three or two and three, whatever. The guy won a Golden Spikes Award. Dylan Cruz is a phenomenal player, probably one of the best I've ever seen. And Paul Skeens is probably the most pro-ready college pitcher I've seen since Garrett Cole was pitching at UCLA. There's not You don't have guys like that. They're talented. Sure, they bought some players with the NIL and the portal. Great. That's the name of the game. That's how you have to play it now. Everybody's got to do the same thing. We all play them in the same rules. So, you know, you got to get your money up, not your funny. So we're doing good. The team is great. Kevin O'Sullivan has really put himself in a position now with the portal and the way he's hitting it now. We got a guy who's a freshman All-American that's leaving Alabama to come here and play third base for us that hit 25 home runs this season to come to Florida. He's got another all-conference pitcher from UCLA that's coming in. We've got a catcher from Coastal Carolina. So we're going to revamp and retool. You've got a, a guy that won a uh, – won the perfect game pitcher of the year out of high school that's committed that's supposed to be coming here. So the team is set up really well. We've got a lot of great players coming back. Jack Caglione is coming back to play again. Cade Curlin is only going to be a sophomore. You're you're just you're reloading on guys. Cade Fisher. Ty Evans. Cade Fisher is going to be back to pitch again. Brandon Neely will be back pitching again next year. So you set yourself up to have a really good run again. I don't understand why we have to have this conversation all the time about Kevin O'Sullivan and all he chokes it away in big games and all he needs to do. Somebody said he needs to go to a freaking coaching seminar. Coach, coach, Kevin O'Sullivan forgot more about coaching baseball than you and I will ever know. If, if you don't, I, I just, I just, I can't get it through my head. I don't understand it. L- losing sucks. Losing sucks. Do I did I want to win the national championship? You bet your ass I wanted to win that national championship. But to look at the season as an abject failure because you did not win the national championship is a miserable way to live your life. You're not going to win the championship every year. But as long as you're competing and they're always saying that Florida team, they can win a national championship this year, your coach is doing his job. Kevin O'Sullivan put us in a great spot again to win a national championship and has a team that could do it again next year. So step off the ledge. Uh, Some of you are probably new to college baseball, and that's fine. But you're going to have to do a little more learning and understanding of how the ins and outs and things work if if you don't know yet. It's not not win win or lose, you know, die kind of kind of game like football. Um, so it's a great, it's been a great season. I'm, I'm thrilled. I had a lot of fun this year watching that team play. Um, 
we got to see guys that are going to be playing in the pros for years to come on that baseball field. You get to see Wyatt Langford, um, and you can talk about that. You know, he's going to be a guy that you're going to tell your kids about. Like, you know, son, when I was a kid, I watched Wyatt Langford play because he's that good. So just be happy. Be thrilled that you have a nationally relevant baseball team that's very good, can win national championships. Step off the ledge. It's okay. We're one drop line out from winning the national championship. And that's just the way it is. It's just baseball. You win and you lose. So I had a great time, though. I I really did. I'm going to try to keep up with uh, some of the stuff. I know baseball season's over, so this segment will kind of end. You know, if I get some big news, if we get some big news out of the portal, which we're kind of primed to be that way, that looks like a – a lot of the national writers like Kendall Rogers are really hinting towards Florida making a big move in the portal. Um, so we're going to try to keep up with that. Definitely going to report on that. We'll pick it up again next year when baseball season starts again, because, uh, you know, it was just a lot of fun. And I just love the Gators baseball team. Uh, I hope a lot of you guys that were, you know, maybe casual baseball didn't really watch a lot. Maybe you didn't watch it all uh, kind of picked it up this year and enjoyed uh, watching along with us and letting me cover Gators baseball. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. So thank you for that. It's been a lot of fun, guys. Uh, so I really appreciate it uh, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, you guys that would ask questions and interact with me about the baseball team uh, meant a lot. So thank you so much for that. That really did uh, that did me good. So I appreciate it. We'll get them again next year, guys. I'm excited for next year. It's right around the corner again. It's going to be here before you know it. So Definitely just keep up with them, and I'll try to keep up with any big news that we might happen to uh, to land. And definitely the uh, with the MLB, the MLB draft coming up soon, I'll make sure I'll update you guys on that with uh, where Wyatt Langford's going, Hurston Waldrop, Brandon Sproat, Josh Rivera, where those guys are going to go play their uh, baseball in the pros. Yes, sir, man. It's It's been a great ride. I, I thank CJ so much for bringing this segment to this show and all the – knowledge and energy he has it it was something we talked about way back as far as when we started the show and cj was just doing the uh the graphics for us and he said hey you know baseball season comes around i'd love to come on the show and 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 talk a little about the baseball team and i was like well you're the you're you've got the job as far as that goes because because you know i've never been one to follow college baseball game to game i'm and I'm I'm a guilty fan of one of those that shows up when it's when it's series time, you know, when it comes down to the regionals and things like that, because it's it's hard enough for me to keep up with the Braves night tonight, being Braves <laughs> being my favorite team. Like, you know, yeah. baseball is exhausting. It just is. It can be very exhausting. But CJ has a passion for it that that just shines through. And He's actually caught me with the bug this year because now I've found myself following everything more about it and getting to know these players and and sitting down and watching it with my with my you know youngest son and he's all into it and he was watching every game of the World Series and he was riding the emotional roller coaster. <laughs> so we've all kind of grown with this segment. So we appreciate CJ so much for doing it and bringing that to us in and teaching us all a little bit more maybe about the baseball team from now and going forward. Like you said, if stuff pops off, man, and it's worth talking about, we're going to talk about it because this is a Gator recruiting podcast. 
Um, maybe we need to start talking about Gator basketball recruiting more. And if that's something we can find a way to incorporate and people are interested in it, yeah, we'll do it because that's what we're here for, man. Um, like we've always said, we're a part of the people, not just the episode, but the pod itself. That's what we, we like to be part of, man. So if, if that stuff y'all want to know, man, just, just let us know and we'll keep bringing it. Definitely. But guys, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, CJ. No, I just want to say, uh, I don't know if he's listening. I know he's got a lot of busy things he's doing right now, but thanks to Nick De La Torre for coming on. Absolutely. Um, talking, talking baseball with me and doing some baseball stuff too. Uh, he helps out a lot with uh, my knowledge of the game for sure. Uh, so again, if if you want more baseball, definitely check out what Nick does and what Kendall Rogers does. Uh, if you want more insight, they can give you a whole lot more than I can. They're they're more where I learn. They're my resources. So for sure, you guys check those guys out. Congratulations, Nick. Uh, he's going to be getting married. So congrats yeah. to Nick. Nick been waiting for this baseball thing to end so he can actually get on with real life. Yeah, he's hoping <laughs> to uh to to get back in time. You know. <laughs> God bless. Get out of Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Like I said, not a whole lot going on, so we don't want to take up too much of anybody's time talking about just, you know, filler stuff. And, you know, of course, the hype man isn't with us, and he's enjoying his his family on their cruise. So wish keep them in your thoughts that everything goes smooth with that. Um, I don't think he's going on any kind of submersible or anything like that. <laughs> God bless. Um, <laughs> but like we said, guys, this is your last opportunity to enter the giveaway this month. So go ahead. If you're new here, this first time watching, make sure you're subscribed to the channel, drop a like on the video and leave a comment down below and you'll be entered into that giveaway. This is your last opportunity. CJ, anything else before we leave? Uh, no, just one more quick thing. Uh, I want to send thoughts and prayers out to uh, Ryan Mallett's family. Absolutely. Uh, we, we lost a, a great, a great college quarterback, a guy that I enjoyed watching. Um, unfortunately, this this yesterday. So, um, keep him his family in your mind and your prayers, uh, definitely. But uh, appreciate everything he did. I had a lot of fun watching him play against Florida, and I'm sure everybody else did too. He was a great, great quarterback, and a, apparently a better man from what I understand. So, keep those guys Absolutely. in your prayers. Everything I read about Ryan Mallett, people loved him and, and thought the world of him. So, you know, God bless him and his family, and um you know, and whatever kind of praying or thoughts that you do, man, it, it sucks to lose good people. It does. It does. So, all right, guys, well, as always, man, make sure, you know, um, you go out and download us wherever you get your podcast from. And, you know, we appreciate all the listens, the likes, the, the downloads. You guys have been killing it on the recent videos. We appreciate you. Props to everyone in our Facebook group. We just recently hit 1,000 members of our Facebook group. If you're not already a part of that and you actually do Facebook, unlike me most of the time, <laughs> go ahead and search that out. It's Respect Our Decision. You'll find it free to join. We have a community. We have a little chat in there where we chat it up. And, um, hey, man, just, just building this community, and we appreciate every one of you that is a part of it. So until then, guys, it's Go Gators. And we will Go see Gators. you next week.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.